Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Cut the Crap with You Doll, where we cut the crap from your personal and professional relationships through tough, tantalizing, transforming conversation and coaching. Now, here's your host, You Doll. Welcome, everyone. I'm You Doll, your host, professional and, prof- and personal relationship consultant. Now, you're listening to Cut the Crap with You Doll, where we uh, work with you on transforming professional and personal relationships one conversation at a time. And uh, please call into the show and join our conversation with your questions and comments. And you can call into the show at 619-924-0984. And once again, that is 619-924-0984. We really want you to join in on our conversation. Our conversation today is going to be fantastic. It's actually uh, a one that I think I'd love to talk about, and so the conversation, the topic is all about love, you know, just the facts. Uh, we have a guest who will be joining us later, uh, Dr. Uh, Duanna Welch, and she's the author of Love Factually, uh, 10 Proving Steps from I Wish to I Do. So we are so excited to talk with her about how to find love and how to date, you know, and all of those things, uh, particularly since we are coming up on, you know, uh, the end of the year, and so uh, a lot of things happen to love around this time. If you're a good rat, so we'll be talking about all of that. And uh, but let's first get started because you know we start our show with our segment fizzling uh, relationship topics, and uh, we're going to be talking about. It's an old topic, but I'm bringing it up in light of our conversation about love today. And so the old topic to many of you is that of uh, Mariah Curry. Now, she is my favorite female vocalist. And she has a range on her that is out of this world. And so not a lot I like to say bad about Mariah. However, girl, I actually have to talk with her about her relationship or at least what has occurred with that last relationship, uh, the one that she had with the billionaire, uh, James, oh, dang, what was James's last name? Packer. Yes, James Packer. So <clears throat> here's what I have to say about that. Uh, first and foremost, and this is one of the things we'll be talking about today, is that we have to think about why are we dating someone. So I was very curious as to why Mariah was dating James. Now, I guess dating recreationally is one thing, so that's cool. But my understanding is they weren't dating that long before she was, you know, showing off that $10 million um, 35-carat engagement ring. Uh, they had only been dating a few months, and all of a sudden they were engaged. And so I have a question about, why was the engagement so fast? So, James, why did you hand over that ring so quickly <laughs> after only a few months? Uh, were you just enamored because of who she is and you thought you had caught one, you know, sort of like a, um, uh, the wallop of a fish that's on your hook? <laughs> and, Mariah, why on earth did you uh, decide to be engaged so quickly? Uh, is it because you wanted a hook, you know, a billionaire? Hmm. That's a good thing. Uh, and 
or um, you're lonely and or, um, you know, is it the case of, which is, and this is what I find that I, we see it in the entertainment industry simply because their lives, you know, a lot of their private lives are exposed to us and so many stories are written. So we get to, you know, sit back and be, uh, you know, armchair coaches and quarterbacks to their lives, you know, as far as you know, looking at it and making our guesses about what's actually going on. But I see this, it seems, to be, it seems to be a trend, but it also, I think, happens just with the everyday folk regarding um, the stage of where you meet someone and, uh, you know, everything's so lovey-dovey and you're looking at them through rose-colored glasses and they can do no wrong and you're just, feeling all those endorphins, you know, regarding this other person. And, I mean, you're just so in like and in love, or at least you think it's love, but it's infatuation. <laughs> you're so infatuated with this person uh, because of whatever their needs they're meeting for you or how you're seeing them or the things you're doing together. And your hormones, both of your hormones are just totally flying all over the place. Now, that's all wonderful and good. But unfortunately, what seems to happen in that stage is that there are quite a few people who, during that infatuation stage, they're not seeing the other person for who they really are. And so they're caught up in, you know, this surge of hormones and emotions that clouds our judgment and makes everyone look good. You know, it's sort of like that, saying that, you know, after 2 a.m., everybody in the bar looks good. <laughs> or when the, when the infatuation hormones are flying around, you know, this person that you're attracted to looks really, really good. And, you know, we tend at that point not to pay attention to any warning signs or any flaws or anything like that that may all of a sudden, sh- that may show up, you know, during this time. So, Mariah, darling, you know, I know, you know, you were married to Nick Cannon for a while and that ended and it didn't, you know, for whatever reason and, you know, you want to, you know, get back and connect with someone and, you know, so you're not lonely and so you can have fun and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, take your time. One, really heal around the marriage ending. That's first. And then two, you know, this time, really pay attention to what is it that you really want in a man? You know, because remember, when you were engaged with Nick Cannon and then got married, that was a sudden thing. And then a lot of people actually wondered, why did those two get together? Not that I don't like you, Nick, but the question was, why did you two get together? So then the question for me was, well, why did you and James get together? And in such a short period of time, did you actually – examine what your requirements and your needs and your wants are as a person, regardless of the man, as a person, what do you want in a relationship? And then attempt to, you know, do some scouting and sorting around various suitors or to determine, you know, whether or not the man actually matches your criteria or your requirements. So, you know, Mariah, I really want the best for you because, hey, you know, I think you're awesome. Love your voice. You know, I, there are not a lot of CDs I purchase, but Mariah's are the ones that I actually purchase. <laughs> so I just want the best 
for you, Mariah, regarding your relationship. You deserve to be happy. And in deserving to be happy, please come up with a list of requirements, you know, before you attempt to become engaged to someone else. But then I want to, I've got to call you on this one too, Mariah. Going, suing him. Now, this may just be a TMZ story, but suing the man for 50, 50 million, excuse me, $50 million? Huh. For an inconvenience fee. <laughs> oh, you have to remember that one. No. I mean, come on, just drop it, let him go. Uh, there's very, you know, there's no way, yeah, $50 million for an inconvenience fee. <laughs> That's expensive. <laughs> no. How? Just hold, just keep the ring. A $10 million engagement ring, hold that, hawk it, do whatever you want to do, put it on display. Just keep the ring. That's $10 million. And so consider that. I know he's asked for it back, uh, but, hey, he gave it to you. It's a gift. You don't have to give it back. So hold on to that engagement ring for $10 million and skip that $50 million lawsuit. That's just a waste of your money, waste of your, you know, any money you're paying to an attorney and any attorney who would take you on that, why? They just want some money. Because that's not one I doubt I think you're going to win, not at all, not for $50 million for an inconvenience fee. You know, you open it up for every other uh, uh, in, in engagement, every uh, potential bride and even potential groom to go after, you know, their significant, their ex-significant other uh, in order to uh, get an inconvenience fee. So I don't think many, I don't think a judge is really going to allow that one to go forward. There's not going to be an award there. But hold on to that $10 million ring. Hey, it's yours, and do what you want to do with it. <laughs> oh, you got a good payout, $10 million for a few months. Hey, you got to love it. <laughs> okay, so, Mariah, hey, girl, if you want a, you know, a relationship coach, feel free to contact me. I'm on the I'm on the, I'm out there on www.allaboutrelationships.us. You can find me, send me a note, call me. I'm willing to work with you to help you through this process of being able to release your relationship with Nick and be ready and available and know what you're looking for in your next relationship. So hey, give me a call. I'm waiting. Hey, waiting. <laughs> so, on a more serious note, everyone, our listeners, so our topic is about all about love, just the facts. And we will have our guest, Dr. Uh, Duana Welch. She's joining us. She's the author of Love Factually, 10 Proven Steps from I Wish to I Do. And, you know, I, I'm so glad that we're going to have her with us today because, you know, it, I find it quite interesting considering that um, we, so many of us, are Still in the mode of the Cinderella story, uh, where you know we find that soulmate, that true love, that uh, you know lives happily ever after uh, kind of mindset, and that mindset um, doesn't really notice the facts of what's actually going on in our society today. You know, dating sites are, you know, they're earning millions of dollars because so many people are looking for a way to connect, and there are so many different dating sites that you can actually be on today in order to connect. And considering the kind of 
society that we live in today about how we're connected through social media, you know, the Internet and so forth, you know, you can meet anywhere, anybody across the globe and potentially begin a relationship. But one thing that hasn't shifted in all of this, that you can connect with anyone, but what has not shifted is that, you know, for those people who do get together and actually take it all the way from dating to marriage, the statistics still show that the divorce rate is, you know, around approximately 50%. That is huge. You know, for all the relationships that get together, we still have an extremely high divorce rate. And so is that because we leave it to chance, that we leave love to chance, that we, we, we are all stuck in this, the rose-colored glasses, that we cannot see beyond that to look at what are we really looking for in a, an actual partner? so that we can actually set our marriages up to be successful. So, I mean, it's, just, it's something that I work with people on and think that more and more uh, single people need to consider. Uh, and when I say single, I mean single, you've never been married before, but also a single as in your divorce, um, that, yes, I believe in love. Love is, you know, a splendid thing. You know, love conquers all. And love is the basic premise for the human condition and that we all want love. However, when you're looking for a partner, someone that you want to spend your life with, who is going to mirror all your issues to you, where you're going to, where the ideal is that you can work on them together and to heal each other, then, you know, who are you looking for? You know, what are the characteristics that you're actually looking for in your future partner? And, you know, are you willing to actually sit down and take a hard look at that uh, so that you can put um, some um, things in place to keep you from being just another statistic? Because who wants to be just another statistic? You know, you want to be beyond, the, you want to be on the statistical side of I'm in the 50% of the marriages who have stayed together for whatever number of years that you actually want to stay together. <sighs> so that's you'd all soapbox, of course. <laughs> so, you know, we're um, waiting for our guest, uh, Dr. Duana. Um, to join us so we can actually talk about her book, Love Actually. And uh, she should be joining us shortly so that we can get into further discussion um, regarding our topic. So, you know, since she's not here and uh, we're waiting for her to actually join us, and we're actually going to talk about some of the ideas she's put forth in her book regarding dating and so forth. And, you know, possibly she'll share with us some uh, steps that uh, help make uh, dating successful, then uh, that's one of the uh, primary conversations that we'll be having with her today. Um, So uh, let's see. If you have any questions, uh, please call in so that we can um, have this conversation about dating dating here during this time where um, 
it's not just about meeting somebody, you know, on the street or being introduced to someone. It's also about, um, you know, dating via social media and all of that, which personally I find interesting. I, I can't seem to – I've been out on dating sites, and I remember right after my divorce registering for a couple – and I always find myself just not having the time to deal with a dating site, which I find interesting. So, and then when I did do a couple of dates from the dating site, you know, I was discouraged, <laughs> so to say the least. So, um, you know, it didn't turn out well, you know, my dating site experiences. I personally, you know, tend to um, – like, uh, but I actually think I'm going to, I've been telling friends that I'm, you know, I'm free, I'm ready, I'm available to be in a relationship. So I'm letting friends know so that friends can actually possibly set me up. I'm willing to go out on a blind date. <laughs> I'm actually willing to do that. So uh, something that not everybody is willing to do, but I'm willing to go on a blind date. I think blind dates could potentially be a lot of fun. So I'm willing to do that for listeners who hear that, anybody from Facebook who are my friends and so forth. You, I've now put that out there to everyone <laughs> who's listening or who potentially listens to uh, the show that uh, all is actually uh, available and ready to do uh, dating and is willing to do it um you know, via blind dates and so forth, if someone wants to set me up. Not like, I should make that a – let me know if you'd like for me to make that a a, uh, a game that we possibly have on the show where we actually will um, have someone who is uh, willing to go on blind dates and we'll set them up. I think that will be a, a great activity to actually do. That could be actually fun. You know, we should consider doing that. Okay, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. We'll We'll, we'll make that happen. You know, uh, here in 2017, as it comes up on us so quickly, actually in just a few weeks, then uh, we'll make sure that we actually um, have that uh, on our uh, program. Well, we're still waiting for um, the doctor to join us, and hopefully she'll be joining us shortly. Uh, But... If she doesn't, then we're just going to have to carry this ball ourselves. So, I'm looking to see if there's a way for her to, we were sending her a note just to let her know that we are waiting for her to join us. And... um, this is Udall Deolio, and uh, I am. Uh, you're on listening to Cut the Crap with Udall, and we are talking about how to find love. Uh, and uh, if you don't know how to play the game, or you want some tips on how to play the game of love and how to find a great love in your life, then you are in the right spot. As far as his tips and so forth, that uh, we are sharing. So stay with us um, as we um, <laughs> as we make this happen, uh, because it appears that our uh, guest has not arrived as of yet. 
And so um, we're going to, though, make sure that the show goes on because that's what we do. And we're going to um, talk about some tips and so forth for finding the love of your life. And since our um, guest does not seem to be with us, I am going to um, make sure that we actually um, talk about the topic anyway. So just a second, and I will be bringing up um, some general tips that we'll be talking about. Uh, for our uh, session, and um, I apologize that uh, our person didn't join us today, but that's okay, because we have some great conversation that we can continue to talk about regarding how to bring So what we're going to talk about then, I will cover 10 steps for finding the love of your life or your soulmates. So I'm going to give us some quick tips that we can actually uh, utilize for today. So just bear with me. I'm trying to make sure our guest still did not join us. No, she still hasn't joined us. So um, since she hasn't joined us, we are going to continue and do these tips. So what we're going to do is cover 10 tips for finding your soulmate. Thank you so much for bearing with us. Um, And so here's the main tip, number one, 10 steps for finding the love you want. First, identify your readiness issues. And this is what I was talking about in Sizzling Topics, you know, when we were talking about Mariah. Uh, Knowing exactly uh, what um, do you want to change, what baggage are you actually carrying with you, uh, what will hold you back from actually, you know, having the relationship that you truly want. Um, Do you want to improve your financial situation, for instance? You know, do you have the right credit score? (laughs) Uh, you know, do you have money in the bank? You know, what's going on with you financially? Because, you know, finances is actually one of the top reasons that couples actually part ways. And so being very clear about your financial situation, uh, your health, you know, uh, are you in good health? Uh, what is your fitness level? Uh, what's your psychological state? You know, your emotional state or your mental state? Do you have low self-esteem? Are you depressed? Um, what are your living conditions? You know, are you uh, sharing an apartment with someone, or do you live on your own? Do you have your own home? You know, all of these kinds of things are things that you have to consider when you are con- thinking about actually going into a relationship. You really have to do an assessment of yourself and looking at what are you actually bringing to the table, be it negative stuff, you know, and or kind of negative kind of baggage, or be it positive stuff that you're actually bringing, you know, to the relationship. Uh, so it, it's a 
if you're looking for love, it's definitely an excellent time to do an assessment to find out your actual readiness. Um, and then look at what is your plan for affecting any change or what are the steps that you're going to take to change any of the things that you've discovered uh, regarding you in order to uh, help you be ready for being in an actual relationship. Now, that's the first step of 10 for finding uh, love. So that first step was identifying my readiness issues. The um, number two of, uh, or the second step for finding, your, for finding love is knowing what you want. Um, assess what you know you don't want. I think that's one of the first things that you can actually do, and it's one of the, the better places to start. Uh, you know, know exactly what it is you don't want. And a good way to, to do that is to look at your previous relationships. And this is when the liar should have been looking at Nick, <laughs> look, or any other previous relationships, because Nick, uh, her, being married to Nick Cannon was her second marriage. So look at your past relationships to understand what went wrong and why something went wrong. And the one thing in relationships that oftentimes people do not consider and should definitely be considered is that you're the common denominator. So if you have three marriages and they all ended in divorce, then you're the common denominator of those three marriages. So it's not about looking at the men and going, oh, all the men were this or all the men were that or they were all bad. That's not it. You're the common denominator. So the key is to look at yourself and say, okay, what's going on with me that I attracted those men? So take a look. That's doing an assessment of yourself again. So, but it's about looking at yourself to understand what is it that you don't want. So if you need to make a change with yourself, then you can make a change with yourself. So then also look at what are your key learnings from those relationships? Um, and then what are the positive attributes that you recognize you want. So that's how you can look at what you don't want and then come into looking at what is it that you actually do want. Um, and when you're looking at the positive attributes, you know, for instance, if your last relationship broke up due to um, differing views about how um, finances were managed, um, maybe it's because your partner spent too much money or maybe you spent too much money, then recognize that uh, what are the traits that you want regarding your partner, you know, regarding financial responsibility and so forth? Or is there a change that you need to do with yourself regarding your financial responsibility? So that was step two, which was knowing uh, what I want. Uh, well, sorry, let me finish up step two. I, start, I started with assessing what you don't want. The second part of step two is figure out your deal breakers uh, and you may have heard me use the term requirements when I was talking about um, Mariah uh, earlier. And so this is about your requirements. Figure out what your deal breakers are. This is what, what it is. These are the things that if the, if the other person is doing this or has this or maybe even has done this, you're absolutely like, this is a no-go. This is, this is nope, we, we will, you know, I won't date this person. I'm not going to be with this person because particular 
thing is a deal breaker for me as far as the, there is no, there will be no relationship. So assess what you know you don't want. So we, you know, we talked about that. So be clear on what you must have in the relationship, including how you need to be treated by your partner. So for instance, I know an absolutely deal breaker for me is smoking. Uh, nope, sorry, don't, non-smoker. And an addiction. Nope, absolutely, you know, no addiction. Those are, those are deal breakers. I, you know, just, just, just not in a relationship with those things going on. So another part of figuring out what your deal breakers are is what is non-negotiable? So a good example of that is children, for instance. Uh, you, can, you, you can't have half a child. <laughs> so a deal breaker is always black or white. There's no negotiation. So if you want children but the other person doesn't want children, then that's it. it. You can't move further. I don't care how much you love that person. I don't care how much you, that person meet, tends to meet some other of your your requirements. If you want children and they don't want children, then that's a deal breaker. Do not enter the relationship on, in these circumstances thinking that you can change that person's mind and you can get pregnant and all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, it's a cute baby. You're taking a huge risk by doing something like that. So please don't let me hear that any of you all are actually doing something like that. Also, under finding your deal breakers is, you know, mind your values and life vision. You know, what are they? What are the values that you bring that you want in the other person? Uh, what is the vision that you have for your life? For instance, if you're like, I love warm weather, I envision that I want to have a home in Florida, that's where I want to live. You know, you're meeting someone online and they're, they love the snow and they're in Denver. Well, there's a possibility. You really have to have that discussion because there's a possibility if you love, if your vision is you want to live in Florida, but this person is I want to live in Denver, then oh, you got an issue. So it's the kinds of things, though, that you can really address at the very beginning of a relationship and determine if they're deal breakers. And it can you know, really alleviate. Uh, a lot of potential heartache in the future. Also, uh, under um, as far as your deal breakers, understand your life vision and values is critical to assessing your compatibility with a partner. So take it seriously. It's not just about, oh, I want to live in Florida. It's about, you know, I see my vision is that I'll be living in Florida. And if that's the way you see it, it's not negotiable or you currently live there and it's not negotiable to move, then, then that's a deal breaker. Uh, know that the love made of your dreams will honor, cherish, and share your values and your visions. So that's what you have to keep in mind as opposed to, oh, I'm going to adjust this because I love this person. Well, if you're going to adjust it, it's one, no longer a deal breaker. It's not negotiable. It was just a want or a need. Or a need. Um, and... I think there's a statistic out there. I think it's about, let me look for it. I think it's that 69% of all marriages fail because the couple had a different life vision. So that shows you that life visions are very crucial when it comes to relationships. Okay. Okay, so step three, and we are talking about the 10 steps for finding love. Step three is having a positive attitude, being intentional. So this is about being a happy single. 
So be happy in your life with you. So be grateful for what you have. So take a look at your life from sort of a half full versus a half empty perspective. Quite often there are people who are like, oh, I don't have a love. I don't know if I'll ever find love. I really, really want to find a love. And they're so caught up in what they want as far as finding love that they're actually unhappy and depressed and all that because they can't find love, when in actuality, their chances of finding love increase significantly when they're happy about who they are and about their life. Because it's about people are drawn to you when your light is shining. People are drawn to you when you're happy. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about if you feel sad, you can't feel sad. That's not what this is about. It's about the desperation that comes out when someone is desperate about finding this partner or des- finding love. That desperation clouds you and it seeps out of your pores and people can read it. Or at least people who you're attempting to be, a, you know, who you want to be attracted to you are reading that desperation, which tends to repel them. So be a happy single. Um, You know, be happy about, you know, take a stock of what is in your life that you are grateful for. So live your life as a successful single. Don't put it on hold. Don't wait to travel because you're looking, waiting for to travel with a partner. You know, uh, don't wait to, oh, I'll, I'll learn to dance when I am with somebody. Learn to dance now. They have partners. I went dancing as a matter of fact, and I took lessons through Groupon at a dance studio, even though I, I didn't go in with a partner. But I had plenty of people to dance with in the class because they have you switch off and so forth so you'll know how to dance with different partners. So it was fantastic. So get involved in new activities. Pursue your interests. Have fun. You know, be, and believe that love will happen for you because you are a happy person. And and isn't it so much better to be enjoying life while you are uh, looking for love as opposed to not enjoying life while you're looking for love? So three of ten regarding finding love. Step four on our list is don't compromise. Be the chooser. Assess potential mates based on how they fit with you (laughs) because it's your life. You're the one who has to live it fully. It's not about what the other person necessarily wants. And, and and, you know, this, this is what I mean by that. So you are the chooser. It's about you and what you want. Uh, as far as a person in your life. So oftentimes, people will end up in these little mini marriages, you know, where you're dating, you all of a sudden you're dating just one person, you become exclusive, because the other person likes you. You know, they like you, they're treating you nice, da-da-da, so you go, okay, I'm going to date this person, because, you know, you sort of fall into dating them a little bit on the long term, because they're into you. But you haven't measured them against your particular requirements to determine is this somebody you actually want to be with, that they actually meet all of your requirements. So don't settle for less than what you deserve. Don't think that you can, oh, this is the big one. Don't think you can change someone. You can't. Otherwise, you'd be really, really rich. No, you can't change people. So I'm going to say this for women. Oftentimes, as women, I think we have a, we have a, the great eye 
<laughs> I think this is supposed to give birth. We have a great eye for looking at someone and say, okay, they have potential. However, potential is sometimes unfulfilled. So it's not necessarily that you want to always look at someone and say they have potential and I can change them and help them to do da-da-da. They have to have said, yes, I'm going to do da-da-da-da-da-da. This is my, these are my goals. This is what I'm going to do. Then you can say, okay, they have potential and they have actually goals and ambition. But for you to just say someone who potentially has potential does not mean a good mate they will make. Uh, you are possibly setting yourself up uh, for failure. Uh, and don't rush into love. And this is what I was saying to Mariah. You know, dating someone for three months and all of a sudden wearing a $10 million engagement ring, who? I mean, there are people who are married for several years and they still say they don't know each other. It takes a while to, to get to know someone. It doesn't mean you have to wait 10 years to get married. No, no, no that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but three months, it, it's a short period of time if you haven't done all of the other kinds of, of intel. You know, yes, there are some people after three months, four months, six months, they know they're in love and they want to get married. But the question is, you know, do you know what you want? Do you know what you don't want? Have you assessed yourself? Are you ready for a relationship? And have you determined what your particular um, requirements are? You know, what, what, is, you know, what is it that you actually want? What's your vision? And have you determined whether or not there's a match for this person? If you've done all of that in three months and you're still good to go, hey, so be it. I believe in love. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily going to put a time limit on love. The only thing I, uh, I offer to people is to say, that it's in your best interest to definitely do intel on yourself and intel on the other person and to determine whether or not you have a match, you know, most definitely. So, um, you know, so evaluate, you know, your potential mate against all of your deal breakers and non-negotiables and so forth. You know, and, and get to know the person. Test them against your list. You know, do they fit? <laughs> you know, and as soon as uh, you know a deal breaker or requirement is not met, get out of there. There's no need to hang around just because you want to date. There's no need to hang around just because you want to, he takes you out to dinner or she takes or she does this for you. Don't hang around. You know you'll find yourself trapped. <laughs> Forget it. You know there are no compromises. <laughs> you know any kind of work you're going to do is done in a committed relationship. Uh, when you're dating to find a partner, you shouldn't have to be doing a lot of work. You know, that's so interesting. I actually had a conversation with some young people about this. Um, young, and I mean young people, like they're in their, their you know, uh, like 19, 20. Uh, in this, I was in this conversation with a couple of young men who were going through a lot with their girlfriends, you know, regarding – of situations and you know and so forth and I and I ended up saying you don't you're not in a are you in a committed relationship you you know is this committed as far as you're looking at marriage they were like no and I'm thinking, like why are you doing this why are you having all this drama when that's not where you are if this is not a committed relationship and you're looking toward it's long term and so forth then date <laughs> let this go. <laughs> That you don't need all of this additional drama and or work. Okay, so uh, a last little uh, statement I want to make regarding uh, 
you know, be the chooser, you know, don't compromise, is if someone doesn't choose you, don't feel rejection. But, you know, understand that it simply means you're not a good fit for that person and be grateful that he or she saves you from wasting time. You know, don't, don't, please don't look at it as I need to convince the other person that I'm the one. No, please don't go there. And particularly in the workplace, I'll go there. That, that, that goes down a whole other road of, of, of sexual harassment and so forth. Okay, so we've covered four steps to, of the ten for finding love. So let's look at step five. And step five is balance your heart with your head. So love and lust are heady. heady. And I was talking about this earlier about the hormones and so forth. Uh, that are swirling around in your system. And when those hormones are swirling around, often logic doesn't prevail. And that's where we get into trouble. So understand that the initial strong attraction you have to a new partner is not based on real love. It's driven by your hormones. (laughs) So eventually the chemical reaction will subside to a real who the other person really is. And it will begin to reveal whether or not you are actually truly compatible. So understand that attraction, very important element in a great relationship, but a truly wonderful and lasting relationship balances chemistry and compatibility. So you'll have both at play. And understand that it's so best to take it slow and steady. The finding love isn't a race. And even though I think for some, you, you may consider it a race, um, particularly if your biological clock is ticking, you know, and, and all of that. Uh, you may think it's a race because you're, you're basing it on age and, and so forth. But, you know, it, it's not a race when you're really looking at it being long-term and lasting. So no matter how urgently you want to make a decision to move forward, there's really no such thing as a relationship emergency, and particularly in today's society, you know, you can't have a baby without a mate. Imagine uh, thinking that you've won the race only to end up with the booby prize. <laughs> you have to start all over again, and that's not what you want. So please, step number five of, of the ten finding love is balance your heart with your head. So step six. Oh, so we got four steps to cover. We've got about 15 minutes. Okay, go. Cool. Speed it up a little bit. Step six. Take risk and expand your comfort zone. So don't get stuck in pointless, unsatisfying relationships with people who are not compatible with you because you're actually wasting your time. I mean, it really, really saddens me when I hear of someone who's been in a relationship for seven years waiting to get married and he never got married and then they ended up breaking up with the person and then one of them, you know, goes off and marries someone else quickly. Like, what? So they, on some level, they actually weren't compatible and they didn't see the, each other in their vision, you know, in the future, but they hung around just because it was comfortable. And so please don't, t- you know, take risks. Don't, do not accept that being comfortable where the other person is not meeting your needs, but you just don't want to be alone. And I think it was last year uh, I, had a, I did a show on loneliness and how there's so many people in our world who are really, really lonely. But a huge part of healing around loneliness is beginning to love yourself. That's one of the big things. I'll just point that out. So a way to take risk is um, to become more approachable smile, engage with 
other people in conversation. Uh, of course, use your common sense and be safe. Be approachable. And this is something that I often work with people on about approachability. Uh, I do it with executives, but I do it with people who are looking for their potential partners as well. Um, and I do a lot of observation of them regarding their approachability, you know, whether or not they, they, they have themselves and hold themselves in such a way that other people will be want to come to them and want to be in their space and want to get to know them. So also, for step six, take risks and expand your comfort zone. Uh, get out of your usual uh, comfort zone and, and experience the things that you may not usually do, um, you know, such as if you want to pick up a new sport or, uh, or take up something like dancing or travel or whatever. It's, it's just hard to be successful by staying in your comfort zone. So be open to recognizing opportunities as well and say yes when you might usually say no. Uh, and be active in your search for a partner as opposed to waiting for someone to come ring your doorbell. Most of the time that really just happens in the movies. I'm not saying it hasn't happened because everything can happen in life. However, the majority of the time it does not happen where someone rings your doorbell and there oh, is your you know, partner that you've been looking for. <laughs> so it does mean you have to be active in your search for a partner. It means that you actually do have to get out and about and actually engage yourself with other people. So that was step six. Step seven, don't be afraid to say no. So increase your personal power by being assertive and exercising boundaries, saying no to what you don't want, taking responsibility for getting what you actually do want. And this is really true for women who have been trained to say yes and be the good little girl. Uh, it's really true, and this, this may be a generational kind of statement, but there are plenty of women out there who, are, who want to be nice. And so a guy may ask you out, and you go like, okay, sure, I'll go out with you. And you'll go out with them because, simply because they ask you out, even though it may be someone that you really don't want to go out with. Also, don't put up with behaviors that you don't like, and don't be coerced into doing anything that you don't want to do. Um, so I mean, this is very, very important. If you notice, for instance, if you're out with someone on a date and you notice the way, and I always pay attention to this, if you no, notice how they're treating the um, service staff, if, if you have a requirement that people uh, treat, uh, treat each other with respect and your date is um, being very curt, short, and disrespectful to the wait staff, then that person has a met your requirements, if that's one of your requirements about treating other people with respect. So then you know that's not somebody you want to go out on a second date with. Or depending on what number you are, you don't want to go out with again. <laughs> so you know, give yourself permission to trust your, your, your intuition, your instincts, your inner guidance system, uh, you know, even if it goes against ingrained behaviors and so forth. But don't be afraid to say no. Step eight. Expand your network. So even in today's world of the Internet, social media, most people actually find their future partner through someone they know. You know, we see the commercials, of course, from Match.com and eHarmony where people have come together through those websites. I'm not promoting those. You know, they're not paying me anything to say their names. I'm just saying it on the show. But you see that and you can try that. But please don't get 
do not become discouraged if it doesn't work for you because percentage-wise, it still shows that most of the time when people meet people, it's not necessarily through a dating site. It can be through people that they actually know. So this is the opportunity where you actually have to take and actually say yes to events and uh, family parties and all these various kinds of things and socials in order to have yourself out there more meeting different people. And sometimes you, you, know, you want to change your group up about who, what group are you going to in order to meet people. So tell your family and friends that you're actually looking for a serious relationship and exactly what you're looking for. You know, don't be shy about it. You never know who's in a network of the people that you know. Cast your net really wide, you know. If you're interested in something, you know, go to a meetup group about that particular topic. So increase your circle of acquaintances so that you have more exposure to different people. Uh, and, and recognize that friends and acquaintances, they also, they know different people. They know singles. So it's the same way with social media where people's um, circles expand out. I mean, but that actually is the way it is in, in life, that circles expand out. So just because you know someone doesn't mean you know everyone they know. So it's an opportunity for you to let everyone know that you are available and that you actually are ready uh, and because they may not know that you're not that you're available, that you're not actually involved with someone. So we've done, we've covered eight steps of the ten steps of finding love. We are actually moving into step nine, and step nine is to use the five power tools for finding love. You know, to bring the dream of your ideal partner into reality uh, by by actually incorporating these five. Tools. The first tool of five is visualization. So actually see the dream, see the vision. Have a crystal clear vision of the relationship that you actually want and keep refining it more and more. And does not mean that you have this such a list of, you know, of or a litany of things that this person has to meet every single thing, 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 thing. It's not about that. You may not ever find someone if your list is too tight. But it is about being able to visualize what it is you want as far as visualizing you're together, visualizing, you know, where you live, your home, all of those kinds of things, and then let it go and then be out there. The second uh, tool is that of feeling. Uh, Feel the emotions, the joy, the happiness, the contentment, the safety, the love. Allow yourself to experience how you feel when you're actually in a relationship. And this is all a part of sort of like the visualization. Uh, the big thing with visualization, it's not about like just doing a visual a vision board and things like that. Uh, it's about ex- having that feeling and knowing what it feels like so you can capture that feeling. The uh, third power tool is law of attraction. So we always attract what we think about, whether it's something we want or we don't. So this goes back to the very important number one about being able to live, or number two, I think, being able to live as a happy single. So when you're, you know, down and out and, you know, feeling mad and sad and all that, then, you know, that you can attract that same to you. So what we think about, we bring about. So bring your love into your life. You know, our lives are a physical manifestation of the thoughts that go on in our heads. So this is where it's very, be very careful about the thoughts that you're actually having about the potential love. So your job or our job is the what? You know, it's not the how, but to figure out what it is that we actually want, you know, in this particular world. And 
you know, and that's how we bring about, that's how the law of attraction actually works for bringing about a partner. And then the fifth one, the fourth tool is practice. So practice visualization to accelerate the law of attraction, set aside specific time and states you're going to do that, uh, meditate, pray, whatever it is, all of those kinds of things to help bring about your partner. And the fifth tool um, is faith. Believe that you're deserving of the love that you want and have the faith that will be delivered to you. You know, don't give up. So now we are into, we've covered nine steps. And the nine steps to find in love, step one was, have, um, sorry, step one was identifying my readiness issues. Step two was knowing what I want. Step three, having a positive attitude, being intentional. Four, uh, acquiring the information and support you need. Did I just mess you all up? Okay, I think it is. Yeah, my computer actually messed everything up after I said it. So step one was identifying the readiness issues. Step two is acquire the information and support you need. Step three, be um, a magnet to being yourself. Step four, don't compromise, be the chooser. And uh, step five, balance your heart with your head. Step six, take risk and expand your comfort zone. Step seven, don't be afraid to say no. Step eight, expand your network. Step nine, don't uh, use five power tools. And last but not least, step ten, learn and practice dating skills. And this is something that I had to learn. I realized after my divorce that I did not know how to date (laughs) <laughs> because I don't think I didn't know how to date before I was married. <laughs> and I discovered really after my divorce because social media had taken place, so I didn't know how to date. And what's very interesting is a lot of people don't know how to date. And I would almost say the majority of people don't know how to date. And the reason I say that is because no one teaches us how to date. <laughs> So there's three types of relationship skills that singles should definitely be able to have, and that's social effectiveness skills. And social effectiveness skills are skills that you actually need with everyone. And it's uh, it's very, very important that people know how to socially interact with people, you know, how to talk, how to listen, how to respect others, and so forth. And then the second aspect of that is dating skills, actually knowing how to meet people how to scout people out, how to then, once you've scouted, how to sort through that, how to determine, you know, how to do a matching, and then how to move from there. I mean, it's very important to know how to do those dating skills. And then, of course, intimacy skills are very important, and that intimacy skills are very important when you're actually moving into that space where you're becoming, you're going to be a couple and so forth. So those are very important skills to learn and to practice. If you want to know more about those, feel free to contact uh, me at All About Relationships. So learn and practice. Other, there's some other kind of skills that specifically around dating, and that is practice flirting, uh, conversation icebreakers, um, knowing, uh, and, and knowing how to listen to your inner voice and your critic, uh, not taking things so seriously, you know, being the authentic you, applying the the um, golden rule as well as the platinum rule. Just for you know, the golden rule, treating everyone the way you want to be treated. The platinum rule, treating everyone the way they want to be treated. And, you know, and practice does make perfect. 
and it gives you confidence and so forth so that you can be comfortable, you know, in dating. So it's, it's, it's the dating skills are crucial. And I just realized I'm going to do a dating skills workshop. If you have any questions or um, regarding the 10 steps to finding your love, uh, and if you particularly want to uh, work on uh, these particular skills about how to find your love, uh, I am offering uh, a relationship readiness um, workshop that covers a span of six weeks. And uh, you can go to the website and actually send a note if you're interested or you can call, you can uh, uh, hit us up on uh, Facebook at the Cut the Crap with Udall uh, Facebook page. Uh, but send us a note. Let us know if you are interested in the readiness course. The readiness course is actually uh, done over the span of six weeks, and it's done in a group format. So you'll have um, the benefit of, of going through the program and also having other people who are going through the program with you uh, so you have a lot of support. Uh, in the program. So I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize that our guest, uh, I hope everything is okay with her, that she was not able to join us on our show for today. I will make sure that we actually get her back on the show at another time. Uh, but uh, I'm so glad I had the opportunity to actually chat with you. So, you know, this is, I haven't had an opportunity to chat with you, just me and you, in a, for a long time. So I'm glad I have the opportunity to share with you those 10 steps to finding love. Uh, as I indicated, uh, we will be offering here at the beginning of 2017 uh, our uh, Finding Love uh, program. Uh, it's, it's really a great opportunity for those people who are divorced who are looking for love the second time around that you join us in the program. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it just, it's a fabulous program. It, it's I'm really, really excited about uh, being able to offer this in 2017. So thank you so much for joining us here at Cut the Crap with you all. Uh, it's been our pleasure, as always, to be in conversation with you regarding the, uh, your professional and personal relationships. So please join us, same place, same time, next week. Namaste. Thank you for joining our conversation. Join us again next week. Same place, same time, and cut the crap with you, doll.